0: Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify nation, and if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to take a look at troubleshooting IPv4 static and default route configurations. We'll be discussing network changes, common troubleshooting commands, and then finally we'll, we'll solve a connectivity problem. This episode is part of my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. When a network changes, something's happened. You've added a device onto your network. There's a failure somewhere else on it. And inter- interfaces have failed. Not very often, but I've seen where uh, Ethernet interface has stopped working, a serial interface has stopped working. Maybe it's it's on a card on a card you can insert into your router. That card failed. It, for some reason, an interface failed. Another reason for a failure is your service provider drops a connection. Whatever reason, the service provider, the connection to them, it ended. It dropped. It it no longer works. It's sending data. Another reason is it can become oversaturated. If there's too much data going over a network, it will act like there's no connectivity because there's so much data, nothing can get through there. And then the last one i, I kind of laugh at the last one the administrator may enter a wrong configuration well if i'm the administrator i'm never going to admit to that one so for me i would cross that off and say nope that that'll never happen but i know in my heart occasionally i may screw up something i may invert a number when i type it in i may put it a wrong address or wrong interface in there something may happen a lot of times when i configure something wrong this is when you sort of look over and say okay who's around me my intern did it right you point to your intern say your intern did it regardless of the problem you as the network administrator you have to figure out what that problem is you need to get into that system you need to solve figure out why there's a problem pinpoint it and identify the ip address is set wrong the interface went down Maybe you can't bring the interface up, that'll lead you to figure out that interface actually broke. Maybe the connection is outside of your network, your ISP. You have to sit down, you have to figure it out. Whatever the problem is, you have to be the person who figures that out. There are several ways to do that, but you have to be efficient in that, in solving your problems. There are several tools that we're gonna talk about that help us figure out where our problems are, where to look in our network, and maybe even help identify what the actual root cause is. I hope you're liking this episode on troubleshooting IPV for static and default route configurations. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about static and default route configurations. You can also visit my website at KevTechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Here are several tools that I know I personally use all the time that I know a lot of people use to troubleshoot our networks. First one is the ping command. It's an ICMP protocol. The ping command, there's two steps to it. The first step is it sends out an echo request. So we send out this echo request. Echo request goes to a device on your network. They get this echo request in When they get it, they then send back you an echo reply, this echo reply. And when you look at the results of a ping, a lot of times you'll see sent out request, received replies. That's what's happening there because there's two parts there. What this does is it verifies our layer three connectivity because you put IP addresses in there, you ping an IP address. You could ping a domain name, but that domain name gets translated through a DNS server into an IP address. You could on a Cisco device use an extended ping where you can go through and set all sorts of different parameters. You can send set or you can set how many echo requests it sends out, how often it sends out. You can also specify where it came from. You can specify a source address In there you can specify a destination address. You can send out an echo request that looks like it came from a different device. That way you can test if the routing is working on your network. Another command that helps you with your troubleshooting is the traceroute command. It goes hand in hand with the ping. Traceroute uses the ping command. It uses the echo request and echo reply But what the traceroute does is every hop, every router along the way to the destination, it purposely pings that device. It sends an echo request there, and then it gets an echo reply from that first router. It then displays the information from that echo reply on the screen. It sends three echo requests, it gets three echo replies back, hopefully. It does that. Then it goes to the next router on the way to the destination, the second route Sends out the three echo requests again, gets that back. And that's how we can see step-by-step step where, the, where these problems are happening. When I do troubleshooting, I used to do sort of a, what I call the bullseye method. I would start troubleshooting with the things closest to the device and then slowly work out. Here in this example, I'm gonna start troubleshooting here on PC One. What I'm going to do is ping stuff closest to me or where I'm going to say on PC1, ping the thing that's closest to you. Well, everybody's going to go, oh, well, that's an IP address over here. Actually, there's something closer to that. If you look, you can actually ping yourself and there's two ways to ping that. You can ping your loopback address or you can ping your IP address. First thing I would do is I would ping your loopback. Remember what your loopback is? That's 127.0.0.1. When you ping your loopback, that shows that you have layer one connectivity. It shows that your TCP IP stack is installed and properly working on your operating system. The next thing I would ping is your IP address. I would ping my own IP address. That just shows you have it configured correctly. You didn't invert a number. You have the right subnet mask on there. Now, the third thing I would ping would be my default gateway. Once again, remember default gateway is that exit point on and off of your network. It's it's that router interface. So this is the default gateway over here. This is, this is the third thing I would ping, your default gateway. That would show you have connection across your network. Then as we work through this, I would ping the far side of R1. And notice each time I'm going out further and further. And we're working our way all the way over to PC3. So I'd ping ping the far side of R1. I'd get a response back. Then I'd ping here. The near side of R2. That'd be the fifth thing I would ping. Then the far side of R2. Notice that there's a near side. That's the side closest to you. Then there's the far side. And I'd work my way through. And then when I get a failure, so I'd come down here and try and ping the near side of R3, but that wouldn't work. That would tell me my problem is somewhere here. It's either a configuration issue down here on R3, or maybe it's some sort of routing issue up here on R2. Didn't know how to get there. Then you could fix that. And then we ping successfully here, ping the far side here, and then we could ping our destination. Each step working out further and further you knew it worked up to a certain point and then it stopped. And so between those two points is where it broke and that you could troubleshoot that. That's how I used to troubleshoot. I have now embraced, and that was just using ping, just using ping all the way across that. I have changed the way I've done troubleshooting in the last handful of years. Instead of using the ping and sort of the bullseye effect working out, what I do is I use ping and traceroute. What I do here is, once again, we're going to troubleshoot from PC1 to PC3. The first thing I do is I still ping my loopback. I still ping my own IP address because those are simple to do. But once I establish that my PC or my device I'm working on, then I swing big. I swing for the fences. I swing and I over here, the third thing I ping is the destination. I ping this IP address. If it works, everything works fine and it worked. But if it doesn't, it broke somewhere along the way. It broke somewhere along this path. Now, when I ping the PC3, it's gonna come back and say destination unreachable or something like that. It's not necessarily gonna tell me where to do that but my next step is to use traceroute this traceroute command over here i use trace route, and then i put my destination ip address in here and for our example that would be pc3 and then the trace route does that work of what i did with that bullseye process it will go through and it will then ping the first router it'll ping this interface it'll list off information then it'll ping the near side of the next interface it'll give me that information then it'll ping r3 give me that information it'll ping here and if it breaks anywhere along the way i will have an idea and so i ping my loopback first i ping my own ip address first i ping the destination if it works that's awesome if not then i go into the trace route For me, it's just less typing and I've I've finally embraced that trace route and how that works. A third command here we can use is the show IP route. That shows us our IP routing table. It gives us all the routes we have, all the, uh, what interfaces we go out of, what next hop IP addresses. We use that to verify our entries. We can also make sure that we have a Default static route, the gateway of last resort, we can make sure that's set. So if we don't have an entry that matches it, we'll send it to there. Another command we can use is show IP interface brief. That just gives us a listing of all the interfaces, their statuses, their IP addresses. It's just quick and simple to look at. You can go there and verify I got the IP addresses. Nope, I inverted two digits on the IP address. I can go in there and change that quickly from there. And then the final command here is show CDP neighbors. Show CDP neighbors. CDP is Cisco Discovery Protocol. It's a Cisco proprietary protocol, but what it does, it's on by default on Cisco devices. When you plug it in, it connects at the layer two and it finds out information about the, the devices that are connected to it. So it scans all the ports and sends out Cisco Discovery protocol messages to see if there's other Cisco devices out there and if they are, they have a conversation. And then it builds a table that says on this port, on F0 slash one, it's connected to this this switch on this port and that, that, that switch is this model number. So it gives you an idea of what your network looks like. Now how that works is we're gonna look at R2. Say on R2 here, we we have CDP and we do the show CDP neighbors. You show CDP neighbors. It's going to list out a port here. It's gonna list out serial 010. And it's going to say that connects to R1 on the serial 010 port and give us, gives us some other information. Then it's also gonna go out and find R3. And it's gonna say on the serial zero slash one slash one, R3 is there and we're connected to the interface on R3 of serial zero slash one slash one. And it builds the neighbors there. It'll also identify the switches. So it'll say on gig zero slash zero slash zero, and we'll call this switch two, is switch two, and that's connected into, and it'll give you what port it's connected into, zero slash one. CDP neighbors is a nice way to make sure you have all of your network configured correctly on the layer one. Then it uses layer two to make the conversations and sort of give you a map of how your network looks. To solve a connectivity problem, there's some things, there's some processes you can go through. Here, once again, we're going to go from PC1 and try to connect to PC3. We're going to try to connect those up. We can send extended pings from R1 Gig00 interface. We can go on to R1 and say, okay, we're gonna send a ping from this interface so it represents this network and see if it can get all the way through that. That'll most likely fail. We can send pings from R1, the serial 010 interface. So we can send a ping from here and ping here. That tells us that this network is working. We can send a ping from here through R2 to R3, looking at that. Can that work? Okay. And and so we're going through and we're troubleshooting. And then finally, what we're gonna say is, okay, let's do a show IP route. Begin with the gateway, because we don't need to see all the codes at the beginning. And we're looking through here. And then all of a sudden we see, for our 172.16 parent network, under here we see this network. 172.16.3.0, 172.16.3.0, and this happens to be a show IP route on R2 so we're looking at R2 up here. To get to the network 172.16.3.0, that's the bottom left network right here. your exit interface is 192.168.1.1, or sorry, not your exit interface, your next hop IP address, 192.168.1.1. If we look at our chart, 192.168.1.1 is right there. And so in our routing table, we have to get to this network, the bottom left network, we go this direction. You see the problem. We go to that direction, right there. Those two networks don't connect up. That shows us we have a problem. So what we have to do is eliminate this static route because we configured it wrong. Once again, point at your intern and say, my intern did this. And then we go ahead and create the correct static route right here. Still, we have the same destination Network address, same subnet mask, but now we've changed our next hop IP address. Our next hop IP address comes down to this interface right there on R1. That gets us to this network then. So, all sorts of different ways to troubleshoot what we're looking at. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on troubleshooting IPv4 static and default route configurations. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click the like button, give a 5 star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the ccna thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the ccna once again i'm kevin this is kev techify i'll see you next time for another great adventure